To unlock the potential of OTData, we first have to look into its past to see its future. Let's unveil the secret of OTData all here on OTData Next. Hey there, this is Elvis. Welcome to OT Data Next. Hi, I'm Lin. Lin, today we are going to discuss industry digital transformation. Speaking of which, two terms constantly comes up operational technology and informational technology, or we call OTIT in short. As we know, Lin, there's been quite some talk about ITOT convergence. What is ITOT to you? Haha, <laughs> I think we can put it this way. If we think about it, the IT world is very much a techie paradise where you can find the latest technology. But in the OT world, an OT engineer protects his OT data just like a stern father. They love his daughter very dearly and will do anything to keep the sweet and innocent OT data under his wing. But then one day, out of the blue, Digital transformation knock on the door and the girls say, Daddy, it's time for me to leave the nest. I want <laughs> to see if I can make it in the IT world. Dragging his feet, the OT engineer have no choice but opening the door reluctantly and see the OT data go into the well, well world. Oh, I like your father-daughter analogy. <laughs> <laughs> But now, and actually, you made me want, you made me wondering, and actually a little bit scary to think about what happened for my own daughter when they when her grow up. Right. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but we have to go back to our topic. I mm -hmm. think let's make it more interesting by getting more viewpoints, and uh, that's why um, let's bring in a sage. How to say that? Let's bring in a seasoned OT data dad, <laughs> Johnny, who is our senior product manager at Mosa. Let's heard about what data is to him. Johnny, welcome. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Johnny, a heartbroken setter of <laughs> OT data. Uh, as you so quickly point out. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Johnny. I'm very curious to know if you really feel yes. that. OT data is eager to leave the nest and go into the IT world? Oh, yes. Uh, I can really relate to what you said, Lin. Uh, <laughs> I think if we quickly uh, revisit the uh, history of the Industrial Revolution, mm -hmm. uh, I can explain to you why OT data want to explore the outside world. Okay. Uh, in the era of Industrial 2.0, Electricity uh, started to be used widely and uh, extensively, and the electronic switches uh, become more and more popular, and mm -hmm. the people created the controllers, so through which power could be turned on and off automatically to perform some of the actions that otherwise would have only been done by humans. And back then, there wasn't much data, and mm -hmm. if any, the data stayed within the confines of the automated devices. Mm. Then the industrial 3.0 came, and with it, the computers came, along with communication technologies. So automated systems were given the new ability to connect and communicate with the OT systems, and integrating such capabilities as control, communication, and connectivity. Mm. So the data no longer reside inside the devices. 
uh, they were uh, sent to remote computers for better presentations, uh, like a SCADA system, so that an OT engineer uh, can monitor the devices, which be uh, installed in various locations in one single press. Oh, mm. so it's not only control, communication yeah. and connectivity also getting important. Then what's happened to Industrial 4.0? Yeah, okay. Uh, when Industrial uh, 4.0 arrived, especially uh, in recent years, uh, with the rise of uh, smartphones and with people, things, and uh, the internet being connected, the data variance increased hugely. Mm -hmm. So these sets of data bring uh, all kinds of new applications and support all kinds of new services, and even redefine uh, quite a few services and ways uh, of doing business for many. And uh, these dynamics are not only limited to the business world, but mm -hmm. also extends to the industry 4.0 arena. So mm -hmm. the idea and the hypothesis is that when the big data uh, generated by these devices is created for processing, the value may be 10 times or even 100 times Mm. higher than that uh, the product manufactured. So uh, in Industry 4.0, uh, we are thinking about how to aggregate the big data and uh, use it to improve the production efficiency, uh, increase the product quality, reduce the mm -hmm. cost, and uh, even sell some new uh, services. So mm. this means uh, we are transitioning from uh, Industrial 2.0 to Industry 4.0 and uh, the data is being generated for a variety of uh, different reasons. So mm -hmm. um, I think this echo uh, the father and the daughter analogy you made earlier today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So OT data uh, is on the threshold of embracing the outside world. So I'm seeing the OT data increasingly uh, stepping outside its uh, industrial shield. Right, they are stating outside, right? You mentioned the benefit that come from letting OT data step outside the OT shell. But mm -hmm. where exactly is that going? Any examples? Uh, okay, sure. Uh, it's a practical question. Uh, uh, I can share with you two examples. Mm -hmm. uh, the first example is related to a very hot topic, the vaccines. Oh, that's a uh, very hot know, topic. Uh, yes. Uh, we yeah. know that the vaccines are the ultimate solution for the COVID-19 pandemic, mm. right? Mm. And uh, we also know the vaccines must be stored and handled in particular ways, usually preserved at a very precise low temperature range. Mm. And uh, we have many customers in the pharmaceutical sectors and uh, their automation process uh, are changing. In the past, Automation in pharmaceutical factory focused on the production and the manufacturing. So mm -hmm. you only needed to manage your data in your own factory. However, the consumers had to uh, started uh, paying more attention to the medicine or the food safety. And mm -hmm. so have governments, authorities such as the FDA in the United States uh, mm -hmm. made some rules about uh, medicine or food storage. So the customers uh, are required to share the storage data with the FDA and they must be able to ensure the integrity and the security of the data. So as you can see from the sensors to the data centers and all the way to regulators. So mm -hmm. this is the first example. Yeah. Okay. 
And mm. uh, another example is related to a situation that we are quite familiar with, uh, where the factory want to raise their production cap uh, capacity and the quality as mm. well as uh, reduce the cost. Mm. So we worked with a large consultant firm uh, to help a company that uh, manufacture the car engine parts. So the company had a so-called bottleneck machine on the production line. So everything made or processed had to go through this machine. Mm. So you could imagine it as a bottleneck that is if the equipment went down, the production efficiency suffered. Mm. Oh. But you know, no machine can you know, run perfectly forever. So yeah, one day or another, yeah, some parts are going to fail. So the client wondered how they could know in advance if any parts were going to fail. Mm. So otherwise, they could uh, spend uh, a couple of weeks uh, just waiting for the parts to be delivered. Oh, yeah. So therefore, uh, we installed uh, some sensors uh, for the, this company, and the data from the sensor was used uh, to predict the failures of the parts and the components uh, through the algorithm-based anesthetic in the cloud. So the results were used to support factory manager decision-making. So uh, in these two examples, we can see that the data no longer stay within OT environment and is applied elsewhere, but for a different purpose. So the first one is for the regulatory compliance and the remote backup and the recovery. And mm -hmm. the second one uh, for the increasing the capacity and the efficiency and the lowering the cost. Oh. Whoa. Hey, Johnny, thanks. I think these are very reliable cases. Just what we need to know from, I think you'll talk about from meeting a requirement of manufacturers and the regulators. Mm -hmm. And uh, you also talk about cost reduction and efficiency improvement, right? Yes. For production and other systems. I would say data can be used to create benefits that we never thought about before. Yes, right. But I have another question. It mm -hmm. sounds very easy and wonderful. It's like yeah. snapping your finger, voila, and all the OT data goes into the cloud and make things come true, just like the example that Johnny mentioned. Is this mm -hmm. really all that's rosy and shiny? OT data used yeah. to have wonderful protected OT engineer to lean on. As data venture our father and father into the world, has the world embraced OT data? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in my experience, um, there are three challenges. Mm. Uh, the first one is uh, data interoperability, or uh, simply put, the language barriers. Uh, mm. In the OT world, the data is transmitted in OT ways. It's like when you are home, uh, you speak your own dialect. But mm. when you leave home for the city, in the IT world, uh, you must speak the language of IT. So if one speaks a local dialect, and uh, the other one speak uh, the like official language, the mm -hmm. interpretation is needed. So besides, OT used uh, to be presented in engineering-centered way because in OT space, everyone is very precise and technical, dealing with a thing such as uh, like a voltage or current and so on. But the IT is much closer to our daily life. So data must be able to present in the way uh, that people can understand. So this call for flexible conversion. For example, 
or uh, instead of showing the voltage and the current value, you translate them into like uh, humidity levels, uh, temperature value, and so on. So this is the first challenge that's come to my mind, the data interoperability. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like a language barrier. It's the first yes. challenge, right? But yes. what's the second challenge? Okay, uh, for the second one, uh, I think is uh, data integrity. Why? Uh, because we are talking about connectivity here. So uh, data relies on connectivity to go beyond the industrial space. But the connectivity isn't always on 24-7. So this connection happens when there is a man-made or natural disaster, mm -hmm. then you will have a problem. Now, uh, remember example, uh, in most cases, for data to create values, data integrity is essential. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a big chunk of data missing, the entire data set become worthless. Mm -hmm. So basically, oh, wow. data integrity decides if you make it or break it because it's possible that the missing part can impact your data analysis. Mm -hmm. And if your data analysis is wrong, uh, you will make a wrong decision. When a disconnection occurred, you lost some data, which will hugely impact the data analysis. So mm. that's why I think the second challenge is how to ensure the data integrity. Oh, I see. So we're talking about the interoperability and the second challenge is the data integrity. integrity yes. Yeah. I think so, it is talk mm. about data quality, right? The quality of yes, data. Yes. Mm. Mm. And what's the third challenge? Okay, um, for the third challenge is data security. Mm. Uh, again, uh, using our analogy, the OT data daughter uh, is so charming, uh, but uh, it's easily uh, hijacked by the bad guy. So this is where data security comes in. The data transmission must be encrypted so that you can control who gets access and who is kept away. Mm. So this is very important because in the past, the OT data stayed where it was. It is like uh, people live in an isolated uh, village. As long as they don't leave the village, uh, they are safe from viruses elsewhere. Mm. But if one day they venture out to the other place, uh, they suddenly become uh, vulnerable to uh, outside viruses. Mm. OT data is a village people and it cannot afford to uh, brush off the data security anymore. So, uh, Lin, I think you said it very well. Exploring the outside world isn't that easy, and it definitely isn't all that rosy and shiny out there. So, in my experience, the data interoperability, data integrity, and the data security are the common challenges and the need to consider. Mm, wow, very insightful. When you are speaking, I have this image in my head of an OT engineer trying to find a multi-talented, very capable and caring travel companion for his data and its journey towards the IT world. The ideal companion he looks for not only needs to have a black belt in judo at the top of the game to protect data, but also must be good at the do's and don'ts in both the OT and IT worlds. If we want to help the OT data, what kind of skill does the travel companion require to ensure a safe journey from beginning to the end? Okay, 
Uh, I think this is an interesting question. Uh, if the OT data uh, or the, the daughter in our analogy uh, mm -hmm. want to venture in the outside world, uh, she is certainly not cut out to travel all by herself. Mm -hmm. uh, she needs a companion on the road, that's for sure. Uh, if you recall the, the three challenges, uh, I believe we should find a companion that checks all boxes, the data interoperability, data integrity, and the data security. And I can elaborate more on this. For data interoperability, uh, specifically, we said it's important to be uh, proficient in both IT and OT language. So what does that mean? Uh, which IT language? Uh, based on our experience, IT language are divided into three types. The first one is the language that IT people are accustomed to. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, you and I, uh, we are both the IT generation people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we are used to uh, taking out our smartphone and typing www.google.com to explore this world, right? Mm. And uh, so we are familiar with accessing information through a browser and how to get the data where, uh, we need there. Mm -hmm. So IT is familiar with like, HTTPS, uh, which is kind of IT language. Mm. And uh, for the second type is the language that IT systems are uh, accustomed to. Uh, for example, for network management, the IT administrators uh, have network management software. The commonly used language of this kind of software is uh, for example, like uh, SNMP, uh, which is a popular communication uh, protocol for the networking management system. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the third type is related to our uh, earlier example of data uh, moving to the cloud. So the travel company must speak the language of the cloud, uh, such as uh, increasingly popular MQTT or RESTful or such as some encrypted transmission protocol of uh, every cloud vendors. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, these three types are for the OT system. Mm. At the same time, the company must uh, have a good command of OT language, such as uh, Modbus, uh, ProfitNet, and the Eastern IP. Uh, they are the most spoken language in the OT world. So proficiency in OT and IT language is required for the company to take over the first challenge, the data interoperability. Mm, I see. But I'm curious, so, what's the second one? Okay. And uh, secondly, uh, it's essential to be able to ensure a secure transmissions uh, mm. or security as we discussed. Uh, in fact, in the past few years, uh, we saw significant development in the IEC CT2443 uh, standard for the cybersecurity. Mm. Uh, it has made a detailed definition for secure uh, encrypted data transmission, uh, secured hardware, uh, user permissions, and the user management. In other words, the standard seeks to make sure the travel company fits the bill. So it's basically ensure that the data does not get hijacked, nor does it get tampered with, nor does it end up in wrong destination. And to prevent uh, interference of any stranger along the road, the travel company will also have a, uh, to do a good job of uh, user permissions management so that your OT data uh, can be secured. 
Mm. Oh, okay. So secure transmission is the second one that we need to uh, yes. need to take care of. But yes. what's the third one? Okay. Uh, for third one, uh, for data integrity, uh, the company should be able to you know provide a reliable connectivity. Why? Uh, because OT data usually originates in the harsh environment. Uh, mm -hmm. just like uh, uh, the OT data daughter live in a deep valley uh, surrounded uh, by high mountains, <laughs> then, you know, travel companions should, you know, be strong and sturdy enough to handle the elements. <laughs> so, yeah, in case of uh, disconnections, he also need to be able uh, to store the data locally. So this way, when the uh, connection recovers, the data created during the disruption will also be recovered and can still travel to the intended uh, destination for big data computing there. So uh, these are the three required skills for the travel company. Wow, Johnny, I think we yeah. defined the right guy. You talk a lot about... <laughs> Thank then, you. Let me have a quick re recap. You mentioned IT and OT the different type of languages or yes. protocols right now they need talking to each other in the right way yes. um and you also mentioned uh, security become more and more important especially just like the 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 new standard iec 62443 become yes. more and more people look at that try to make it works mm -hmm. and um i think you also mentioned which is i think the most biggest difference between OT and IT. You mentioned yeah. the data comes from OT and uh, everyone must considering the limitation, special requirement, special situation on the OT environment. Because yes. in OT environment, like mountain under the sea, they always has a lot of unexpected interference. Mm -hmm. If you, we, I, I realize if you, now I, I have more deeper, you know, feeling about that. If if your IT peers to get the data, a lot of data, but they are fragmented, lost of the important informations, mm -hmm. that would be a, a. I think if we don't care about what you are mentioning about, it will be kind of very common problem when people when people are doing collect data to doing digital info transformation. Mm -hmm. um, and very good, you also bring us a lot of. Um, I think it's practical and effective solution today to us. So, Ling, I think since we are fortunate to have a real expert here, mm -hmm. I would like to, is that right? So yeah. I would like to ask Johnny one more question. Yes. The difficult are, question here. Oh, really? Exactly. <laughs> Every time we will ask our, you know, our speakers. Um, mm -hmm. You are talk about you are spoke about things about happening in industry 2.0 to 3.0 and to 4.0. Yes. From your perspective, in uh -huh. terms of OT data next, what are the next step for OT data? What new challenges or uh -huh. demands can we expect uh -huh. to see in the next few years? Okay. Oh, this is a quite tough question. <laughs> mm. uh, I think this is very important. Uh, the next step for OT data, uh, besides the three considerations we touched upon, uh, mm. will most likely involve two trends. Uh, the first one is the digitalization, uh, digitalization of intelligence. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? 
uh, some of my clients have know-how in specific industrial field. Uh, for example, I visited a small CNC factory uh, that is experiencing a serious skill gap. Mm -hmm. The owner told me he has a problem to find the young people to join a small factory and willing to learn a CNC machine oper uh, operation and the metal processing. Mm -hmm. But uh, he has so much knowledge and experience to share. Uh, for example, uh, by just looking at the uh, metal parts drawing of a customer, uh, his mm -hmm. brain already begin to process all the information. Uh, oh, what wow. process uh, should I use? Uh, what kind of a tool do I need? Uh, how do I cut the material to reduce the waste and uh, to optimize the production efficiency and uh, minimize the cost? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he has accumulated a lot of experience in the past 20 to 30 years, but the young people are not uh, interested in those things. Mm -hmm. So it becomes uh, increasingly important to use uh, new technologies uh, such as AI to mm -hmm. make the process smarter and automated so that the people and the machine uh, may cooperate better and the mm -hmm. skills and the experience can be passed down. So this is the first trend. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, for the second trend is related to data interoperability. Uh, I have noticed uh, that uh, OPCUA is quickly gaining uh, popularity these days. Mm. Uh, it's a consistent and open communication protocol that strive to become the lingua franca uh, for the industrial system integration uh, for uh, from OT to OT, OT to IT system, and OT to cloud. And uh, recently, we are seeing that uh, some cloud vendors start to, you know, support the OPC UA. And uh, besides, in the OT world, the protocols such as the OPC UA and the TSN, the time-sensitive network, are merging for the application that uh, demand uh, precise control. Mm. And the OPC UA also continue to promote the FLC, that is a field-level communication to provide a common language between OT and the OT devices. Okay, so I think the OPC will be the key common language for connecting OT and the IT in the future. So um, these are two OT data trends was our attention. Wow, hey, you talk a lot, a lot of new terms, technologies, uh, a lot of things. But I have to tell you, when you talk about the story, the, the integration, one one phrase just pop up in my head, which is the man machine integration. Mm. I think we talk about that a lot, but but I think your story just give me give that turn a whole new meaning, whole new meaning, which is thank you. It it was too before. I think it described a, a machine could be operated very smoothly and quickly, yeah. but with digitalization, though, man's knowledge becomes the data. And uh, mm. through the OPC, TSN, that uh, yes. different technologies developing, you mentioned the yeah. information will get to flow much smoother. Mm. And uh, when the information, when the knowledge is, these things will make not just one, you know, senior expert, it would mm. make hundreds and thousands of machines work smarter and then make our life easier. 
Yeah. Mm, that's true. So thank you, Johnny, for sharing with us today. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you remind us of some important concept and two words come out quite often, data security. We now know when OT data goes and explodes the outside world, data security becomes a bigger concern. That's what we are talking about and discuss in our next episode of OT Data Next. Remember to join us next time. See you then. Bye.